Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Patrick. That's the sound guy, Joe. Enemy. This is the first time <laughs> in a long while where it's just the three of us. Yeah. Patience isn't here. Giselle isn't here. It's just there's no the special guests. Us. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just us. Um, what was the last episode when it was just us? Oh, okay. You want me to look through the list? Sure. Well, I just turned my phone <laughs> off, so that's great. Um, that's we funny. always do that. That's funny. Uh, I don't know. A long Honestly, time. Yeah, it's been like top of my head, Yoshi's Island, but I know there are episodes past that. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, Yoshi's Island was like during well, the summer. Uh, yeah, no, last year, I'm pretty sure too. Yeah. Summer of pandemic. Yeah. Oh my. Hell, gosh. summer. <laughs> but yeah, it's and I know like Patience isn't always on the mic, but still like she's not running around or anything, taking videos or photos. We're all by our lonesome. Just yeah, here. yeah. But well, you know, I missed it. But yeah, it's good. It, it's cha- change the dynamic. I think I think the main reason is is because this week of the release of this episode, something amazing is happening. Oh my gosh! Tomorrow's my birthday. It's your birthday tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, eh? So your birthday falls on not, a Sunday. Not of actual today. Of I get it. I get it. So your birthday's on a Sunday. Tuesday. Your episodes release on Mondays. I, it's not. I this is releasing my, next week. My birthday's not yesterday. Your birthday tomorrow. is tomorrow. Okay, I've got the words <laughs> mixed up. I've got what yesterday and tomorrow uh, mixed up. Oh man. <laughs> Classic blunder. There's been a lot of blunders already to start. Yeah. This is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is already our second take. Yep. We're doing great. So, oh, Patrick, boy. this is your birthday episode or yes. your third birthday episode. Oh, my gosh. And I'm the first with the third birthday episode. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today? We are talking about a show that I did not think I would love. Mm-hmm. In fact, I thought I would hate it just <laughs> out of who made it but <laughs> i loved it and we're talking about arcane you mean you mean christian link oh no i mean alex e? i mean riot games oh okay i got it uh the makers of league of legends were like let's make a tv show and usually whenever this happens everybody goes oh no but <laughs> oh no <laughs> they've been working on this for like six years six with a years. giant like millions of dollar budget with no time constraints huh. so when it was Delivered, damn near perfect. Cool. And I, there's so many things I love about this show. Yeah. I, I love the music. I love the presentation of like the visuals. Mm. The animation itself is amazing. Every fight has this like, uh, it's so impactful and everything's so brutal, but at the same time, it's easy to follow. It's not like a, uh, what is his name? Uh, Jason Bourne, where you're just like the camera's like oh, it looks like the cameraman's in the fight, but right. like in this, it's so smooth. Whenever like people get picked up and dropped, the camera will rotate with them, and it's like it's beautiful. Where do you want to start? Where do I want to start? Um, well, first we should all say welcome to the playground. <laughs> you know what? Let's start here. Let's start okay. here, right? Um, so one of the things I really love about this show is how just how well some of the lyrics of the song and the pl- songs end up blending into the show mm-hmm. so here we have playground uh where when we're first shown the undercity of uh the setting um it is a place that you can see is very rough but also there's somewhat of a community here right and that's what the scene <clears throat> that while this music's playing uh the scene shows that in the lyrics specifically uh say welcome to the playground follow me tell me your nightmares and fantasies uh, sink into the wasteland underneath. Stay for the night. I'll sell you a dream. The idea that like there's something here. Mm-hmm. There, there's it's like it's not just it's not like, a worthless dump or anything. Yeah, exactly. There's some value. There's some diamonds in the rough. Yeah, and they're more victims than they are um, poor th- or yeah, exactly whatever. So like you get that, and then what I love is that it keeps going because we get uh, after the time shift. The undercity changes. Right, it goes from being this beautiful, uh, rough, not uh, but beautiful, <laughs> yeah, um, place to just a very uh, more technologically advanced yet darker place. Mm-hmm. And for that, we have Misfit Toys that plays. And uh, I want to highlight this specific verse. Um, 
where they're basically saying rich get richer while poor get pickpocket. You mean like this? Rich get richer while the poor pickpocket. Swipe smacks well till the cops come knocking. Have or have not. Being broke is not an option. Time after time when you gotta think for watches. And so this, like that little section of it is basically like it kind of showing how it's changed. It's mm-hmm. rich get richer while the poor pickpocket because they don't want to have nothing. Um, and then like the... And then also the song relates to the fireflies, the Echo's little faction. And is like I, his his, affi- his affliction for watches. Yeah, his affliction for watches. I think watches. that's his theme, to be honest. Echo's whole thing is that he, like, he steals from Silco. That's so his whole thing. And this whole song is about how he steals, kidnaps, does all these awful things to protect his people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great thing because we have that in our real life. People have that same mentality of I'll do whatever violence it takes to protect my people. And then here we see that in a song related to this fun setting. Um, and I, I absolutely dig it. So a lot I, of stuff like that. I got to say, I love the the transition to after the Undercity. I love that aesthetic, the steampunk. Yeah, you get neon lights. Uh, I love that so much. I want to live there. No, I don't. limbs, as they but. call them. Because they, they're, the, they're not like... Uh, prosthetics mm-hmm. for, or they can be used as prosthetics for for the most part people are getting these limbs just because they're better just so because they're, they're cool and limbs. because they want to because they want to protect yeah. themselves because it's a, it's a rough world. it's a rough world yeah. down there I mean people people take shimmer not because or partially because it's an addicting drug but mm-hmm. also because they want to know what it is they want to protect themselves if you remember the the guy who yeah. uh, at the beginning uh, he's just the he's involved in some deal you can see he's a money making guy. Um, yet when we see him after the Undercity changes, he's addicted to Shimmer. He's all his skin is ruined, mm-hmm. and he he tells Caitlyn like I just wanted to feel stronger than someone. I wanted to protect myself in this world. So like that, it's just ah, oh, it's so beautiful to see. Like the guy with the glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's it's he's and it's just a rep, him as a representative for everybody who deals with Shimmer. Shimmer is mm-hmm. not this thing that they chase because it's an amazing drug. They chase. Because it's the only semblance of protection you get in this awful undercity, which kind of Silco's. M- yeah, it's 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 it makes you think like Silco brought this drug into the thing. Like he he made this whole entire weird cycle of like, here's this drug that makes other people you know either freak out or gain power and is addictive. I'm gonna distribute this so then other people like the weaker people will need it to come back to me to then fight off those other people. And it's just a whole cycle. It's like, it's and the, insane. And the abuse of that community yeah. allows him to grow in power. And that's his whole thing is that he justifies himself as uh, his whole ideology. If you know about, if you remember the, the baptism in the toxic waters, his right. whole thing is like he learns power is something you have to take. take. Yeah. And you can either choose to be attached with family and die like Vander ultimately happens mm-hmm. or you can do whatever it takes as uh, Silco says which also talking about Silco the reason why I absolutely love this man he's an amazing villain mm. because ultimately like he loses to what he was warned about from the beginning Vander mm-hmm. when him and Silco are running into each other fight uh, Vander's all beat up and they're going back and forth with each other uh, Vander's like being like, I can't do these things. I have family now. And Silco doesn't get it. He's pissed off that Vander won't join his cause now that they have something shimmer right. to change the world, to give them the advantage. Um, but Vander won't do it. And then when uh, late, 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 last two episodes, uh, or last episode, uh, Jace. Jace is faced with like giving Silco his whole thing. Yeah. And he says, I'll do it but you have to give me jinx. Mm-hmm. And then he has to deal with the same thing Vander had to deal with then. Vander had to either lose Vi to the enforcers or find out some alternative, but the family part would be complicated, it would make him weaker. Uh, Silco has the nation is on this thing he's been fighting for this entire time. It's literally re- within his grasp. But he has to give up his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he talks Air about it to daughter. Vander. Like the statue. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I get it that now, brother. Pour one out so for the strong. homie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then Vi, or Jinx being there to hear it, which causes that final conundrum. Mm-hmm. But like, I really love Silco as a character because he realizes like this. I was at. I now know why you didn't 
do anything, Vander. Because, like, he's, he goes to an understanding with his brother. And he refers to them as brother, finally. Because I remember, I think, he stopped here. He saw him as something else other than brother. Or, like, a bad. Right. But then he kind of regains that respect after he is in the same situation that Vader yeah. was. Well, Ahsoka literally became, or eh, quoting Obi-Wan, you know, he became the very thing he swore to destroy. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's poetry right there. That's just, you know, full circle loop for the entire series is a great way to uh, end end that off. Yeah. End that storyline off. And that was just his story. Line. Yeah, yeah. Every, what I also love about the show is every single character gets their storyline <laughs> And it just feels right and complete, mm-hmm. and nobody feels like they're kind of off the side except for Echo. But like he seems, <laughs> he really seems like a season two character. Yeah, um, yeah. He's still around, you know. He's he's with Heimendinger or whatever. So d- doing that time machine stuff, yeah. dude. Like literally, the the last scene we see with them is him and Heimerdinger, and he's all happy explaining his like watch stuff, and Heimerdinger's like, "Ooh, interesting." So. Echo's gonna have some time travel stuff in season two. Probably is that is that like his powers in the game? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. like time related powers. Cool. And then Heimerdinger is also a champion. Yes, um, he though is. I don't I don't play League, so I don't know what he does. None of us do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So also crazy thing, right? So going back to what I was saying earlier, how I didn't think I would like the show. I don't play League. I never really liked League. It wasn't my thing. Yep. But I always had this small fascination with its world. Um, I never learned anything, but like I knew I always love deep settings that aren't fully explored because it leaves a lot of room for the imagination. Mm-hmm. And that's what League has a lot of. And then here they took that and they made a storyline out of the glimpses of story that we had for each champion. And some it's probably th- from like what the lore of like the description of the characters yeah, or whatever, right? Probably. Let yeah. me see. Because um, our our main our main two uh, three. Protagonist, if right. you will, uh, are yeah, look at Jinx. Jinx, Vi, and Jace. They're the main <clears throat> ones that like carry the story. Though Vi maybe a little less, but still. And they're all in the game. Yeah, and they're all in the game mm-hmm. as champions. But so I, what I love about the show is that you don't have to be into the game. You don't have to know these things about the characters because the show shows you without uh, it being overbearing or kind of like a explanation where they kind of just explain the character way. But you see these characters for what they are early on mm-hmm. um, and then I also just love that like not every champion is given the big old glory light that uh, they're not given the, the stage like for example uh, the the bad sci- they're not the bad scientist the evil scientist oh, who makes shimmer yeah Singe Singe, Singe is a champion yes, in the game is. But he's he's a very side, side character. character. He's a good character and he's an important character. First time we see him is what episode seven? Uh, well, no, episode, season one uh, season, or episode one? Sorry. Episode one. Episode he's one? the guy who's making Shimmer. Oh, I thought the guy that I thought you're talking about the guy that's uh, the same guy that helps out Victor. Uh, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So he's he's a lingering presence in the story. Yeah. But it isn't like a lot of other shows where you know like I, I feel a notice. lot of. A lot of other shows that they have a big character like that who's a champion, they might try to like bring him more in the limelight. Hey, look at this guy. Yeah, he's Remember him? He's in the fray now, (laughs) and you're like, whoa. But here he's he very much serves his role. He's just a doctor doing his uh, or scientist doing his scientist things, and we just see him for only that. And I would say the same thing is with Victor. Like he's a champion as well, but like he has his whole suit of armor and stuff and like laser beams shooting yeah. out of his arms or whatever but like we don't see that in no. the show we just see Victor the character yeah and oh, talking about Victor I think Victor is like top three strong or like best characters in the show yeah um, he he's has the most visual storytelling to him and that's uh, talking another thing I love that show I mentioned oh. presentation um, I see. Talking about other shows, there's uh, these days a lot in TV and especially in animation, things kind of get tend to get explained. Uh, if you watch anime, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, other shows still have this problem where everything kind of is just told to you. Right. I'm in creative writing classes right now. And we're learning how, or I'm myself learning how to sort of move past that. It is, so, but it is something that bogs down a story. And f- from the words I heard from somebody else, it insults the reader. Yeah, that's it's with anime. It's like the side characters who stand on the sideline, like Dragon Ball, like yeah, exactly. freaking Krillin and and Gohan are like, oh no, go. 
Like, what's that? What's Goku doing? Oh, he's doing this thing that had that does this and does this much damage and is really cool and is really powerful. Yeah, and exactly. And then it, it's it's like insulting the reader. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't. Like, he'll get kicked <laughs> in the face, and the guy will go, "Oh my gosh, he just got kicked in the face!" <laughs> and I'm like, hey, "You're insulting the reader. Like, you don't yeah, think they we saw know." <laughs> so what I love about Arcane is that the visual storytelling yeah. is on point. Not only do they avoid that, but they tell the story through subtleties. Um, with Victor, that's his, most of his story. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always in the background. In the uh, he's never real. Whenever he's in a shot, it's pretty wide. He isn't really the focus of many shots. And when he is, a lot of times he'll get um, sort of ignored or passed through or whatever. My favorite example is uh, when Jace is about to go give a speech, mm-hmm. um, and Victor's sitting there like, "Oh, I'm not going to go up there. It's it's too much, or there's too many people. Right. Um, and Jace says a few things and drops a mug. And when he drops a mug, because of the way the shot is, the mug gets placed directly in front of uh, Victor. Victor. <laughs> and on the mug, it's oh, a no. picture of Jace with uh, oh. Progress Day on it. So it's very much like, oh, yeah, yeah Jace has taken the spotlight. Jace is moving in front of uh, Victor. Yeah. So it's that. They're supposed to be partners, but there's an obvious uh, face to Hextech. Yeah, and then there's when Victor starts going like too deep into the Hexcore stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much like always drawing his vision, and you very much tell he's obsessed with this thing. He, there's a scene where he's just sitting there staring at it. Yep. Um, or it's, multiple scenes start with him just staring at it. Um, and then he gets obsessed with it. He decides to fix his leg with it. When it works, we get the beautiful scene with the boat um, where he his leg's finally working, mm-hmm. and you see this boat in the background just slowly moving. It's going in front of him, and eventually it's past him. Um, he starts picking up his pace, starts walking running. with a new leg, and he starts running, and he's full-on sprinting, and he passes, passes the boat. The boat yeah. um, immediately after that, he's back in the lab trying to save himself. Um, and we see him obsessive. He's, uh, he runs out of shimmer, so he throws the flask away and starts scratching the runes into his own skin mm. without the shimmer that's supposed to help it transmute his body. That's another thing about storytelling. Uh, there are runes. With, you need to put in runes on a thing to use the magic thing, but they don't tell you that. Yeah. They show you how it works. Yeah, and we do and that's it. We do get a little bit of them telling us that whenever it's like uh multiple times. Uh Jinx when she's learning how to do it, mm. she's like, Oh, so you just have to draw these runes and then the crystal does the magic. That's easy or whatever, something like that. Um Echo when he's or not Echo. Uh, somebody else, when they're learning about it, they also explain that it's the runes mm. as well and that the crystal is like the energy source. Mm. Maybe Jace. Maybe yeah. Jace. The but then we get the reason why they so they bring an understanding of that and then they flip it because now there's a hex core right and the idea with the hex core is that it makes its own runes it learns itself and that's what changes everything so they essentially they do the science spike mm-hmm. where everything's just suddenly like we're here and now we have something that we have no idea the potential it could do uh, and then it gets dangerous so let's mess it all up uh, that, AI and what I love is that with Victor and Chase they're always at the edge of science. They're mm. always at the risk of everything going wrong or everything going great. Uh, Jace, when he makes the weapons, he's very much on the edge of this being something catastrophic. Did he make weapons? Uh, he made the hammer. Oh, but that was like a tool for something specific. It, I the fists hammer were for mining. The fists were for right. mining uh, okay. for the people in the fissures. But the hammer, the hammer was what he made to mm. fight Silco. Interesting. Okay. That's um, why Victor says... You gotta destroy it, but then Jace is like, "Oh, you mean this big ass hammer I've brought with me? No, the hex core." Oh, I love that scene too. The when I'm talking visual storytelling in that scene, uh, uh, Victor goes, "You have to destroy it," and it cuts to Jace, and the hammer is at the corner of the shot, and Jace looks at the hammer and goes, "I know." He doesn't even say anything about the hammer. Mm-hmm. It's just we know it's the hammer because it's there. Um, it's just the, all these like small things that you can tell they're just. They're in tune with the art. They know what tools they have to tell the story. Mm-hmm. It makes it makes the thing just so good, and I, that's why I love it. There's so much to it. All these small details that they, since they had time, they were able to do. Mm-hmm. I like that uh, they did include all characters that were already pre-existing. There's like a good handful or two of them. There are a bunch that it's like are seven or eight. That are pilt over based or in yes. that like storyline. Yeah. Um, but we don't see like we only see like close to half, mm-hmm. but not even half. 
So half, half of the champions? Uh, half of the champions involved with Piltover. Like Right. Cuz it's it's they're they're in like a they're, they're Stories all relate. There's 140 champions, so you're saying there's half of them in Arcane? Not, not all of them are involved okay, okay, in, with okay. like Piltover, like okay. the specific story of the specific town. Right. Because we know that Piltover's small. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's when teeny. When we start running into the Medarda, mm-hmm. uh, General Medarda, she's or whatever her title is, she's very much the mom. Yeah, she's very much just like this is. A, uh, she sent her daughter to this place because it's something small and safe for her to take care of. Uh, she like is interested in Hextech more so in just watch like watching from afar because mm-hmm. it's not worth dealing with Piltover. They're just a small independent power. Um, so we know throughout this entire tor- story, Piltover is so small. Yeah, everybody is also super interested because everybody starts to learn about Hextech. Mm-hmm. So Piltover has to deal with all these issues within itself. But what drives them to finally unify with Jace and uh, Silco is the foreign threat. They know, mm-hmm. like, if they keep fighting each other, they're going to collapse to whatever's outside because they're small. Right. What else? Um, like, what other aspects of the show, like, you really like? See, we got visual storytelling, right. which is, like, my absolute favorite. Let um, me. Okay, I'm sorry. That You just reminded me about a point that I wanted to make. Go for it. Um, I really like the animation differences to... Um, like in a certain fight, you can see the smoke, the fire, the like rays or whatever, if there's like lasers or whatever, and the actual characters all look kind of different, you know? Are like, you talking the Echo Jinx fight? Sure, that's a good example. Like th- like some explosions. Oh, the, you're just talking about the how anima- all the fights, the animation style kind of yes. changes? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Echo Jinx fight, I'll dive into that one afterwards. But the, I do love, I do know what you're saying with that fights. Mm-hmm. All the fights, um, the style of the show kind of switches to where the pacing picks up. Mm-hmm. Um, to add these brutal hits, the the camera sort of is a camera. Uh, the perspective is always in the spot that you want it. When a punch happens, when yeah. a pick up throwdown happens, the the show changes the pace to have this camera following the action. Always, and it's always easy to understand. It's also a lot faster. Mm-hmm. But then it's great because visual storytelling, there are also breaks in any fight. It's not just uh, there and over unless it's like a really fast, boom, done fight. Right. But whenever it's like a longer pronoun fight, pro- prolonged fight, think like Vi, Savika, mm-hmm. um, both times, there are plenty of points where they just stop. And there's visual storytelling galore when you have, like, it goes back to the normal pace. And Vi, after getting beat up for a bit, leans on a pillar and just goes, like, waves her two fingers forward to, like, be like, Savika, it's got to be your move. And then Savika gets up angrily to start the fight again. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to that fast pace, back and forth uh, fighting. I I dig it. Like, it's, it's very much like you're in a fight. Um, you know without anything telling you, like... This is different. The mood has changed. Um, and then oftentimes it's kind of edited or, or shown to, uh, I guess, add to that, like, uh, uh, the mood of each fight. Mm-hmm. Um, with, Vi- with Vi and Savika, it's very heavy hitting hard. And then there's pauses, breaks, because it's brutal and they need a second to just catch their breath. Just quick bursts of strong hits and then break. Yeah. And then with uh, Echo and Jinx. Very it's, fast. It's they go. Yep. They're done. It's over. Echo basically wins. Yeah, um, that's a cool freaking fight. Bro. It's, I I can't. I like. It's very hard for me to get over it because like it starts off. You know, like the watch starting the as a metronome, uh, starting the beat to the song to that whole entire like uh, sequence with whatever it's showing that because we don't know like, Echo and Jink, or Echo and Powder's dynamic. We right? never really get. Yeah, the, that's true. We never get to see it in the show. Powder's. Powder really only interacts with uh, Vi and um, Vander. Uh, Van, not not even um, Vi and the the ang- the kid who's always angry. Milo. Milo. That's the only two people she really interacts with. Vander. Right. She has one scene with him, oh. and it's that bar scene when uh, our love starts playing. Right. That's the that's the only time we see Vander and Powder interact. So pa- mm. uh, first off, 
uh, since I'm on that. Yeah, go it ahead. Show, it shows Silco. <laughs> it, it shows what influence Silco can have because right. she didn't really have a real relationship because Vander was solely focused on Vi. Right. So yeah, as a teacher, I had to become strong, but yet neglects teaching the same things to to Powder. Exactly. Um, and then going back to the Echo uh, Jinx fight. It shows their dynamic, which we don't get to see in that first mm-hmm. act, but we get to see, oh, these two had a relationship, and it did have a lot to do. It was kind of uh, empowering, mm-hmm. because if you remember, Jinx is really good with a gun, so Echo is there playing with her uh, with the guns. And then you get to see that in the childhood dynamic and how it exactly equates to this fight that they're about yeah. to have. Yeah. Um, visual storytelling. And then I just the really change cool. in art style that makes it just so fun. Yeah. Because uh, it's how how do you show that like seamlessly, right? It, the, but then it's just this thing where like the art style allows it, so they can just shift between adult mm-hmm. and kid instantly mm-hmm. without having without it being jarring. Um, I like how that whole sequence took like a minute or two, but then as soon as like in that sequence the final blow was about to be landed, it resets and uh, and we see the actual thing normally take place just in a few yeah. seconds it's, yeah so it's like a whole God. you go through like a whole section of the song probably mm-hmm. like half the song mm-hmm. and then you get this immediate uh, by, which by the way dynasties and dystopia uh is another track that i absolutely one of my favorites uh from this from the show mm-hmm. but it's it's so like instant after that the music stops and it's exactly the way it went in that sort of yeah sh- uh showy thing and it's just I love it. Also teases the time travel stuff that Echo's going to have eventually. Is that teasing? Yeah, for okay. sure. Because okay. it, he sees it all happen for it. And remember, he gets shot in the chest at the end. Right. And then it rewinds back, and then he goes and wins. Right. So it's kind of okay. like he, he saw what was going to happen. Changing. The song is both both intense and playful. Yeah. 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 And then, oh, man. I love it, dude. <laughs> Denzel Curry immediately after that just <laughs> goes into it. He's like, ah. <laughs> I dig it. Um, yeah, I that this the visual storytelling. Even in the combat, it's very intentional. Yes. Um, it's it's what makes the show. And whenever there's like a flame, it just looks really pretty. Yeah. You know, I really like how fire looks in the show. Yeah, especially when like everything's on fire. Like uh, yeah, yeah. Like at the end of Act Three, the episode three is my f- favorite episode because it is just yeah. it is beautiful not only storytelling wise but that in that like warehouse everything's so not like beautiful the the bridge dynamic with the fights on mm-hmm. there like Vi fighting Vi as a teenager fighting like 10 mob guys just right? instantly beating their and, asses and the shimmer dude yeah and the shimmer dude comes in she gets her ass beat um i was really surprised that milo and clag are just Kaput. Yeah, it really it surprised. threw me off so yeah. hard. I was like, oh, it's like I feel like these two are going to be fairly important for this whole show. I mean, they've been in the last two episodes, right? So, yeah. and then they just they just instantly yeah. die. They're not like it's it's like I think a a period of like six seven seconds where Clagger just gets slammed to the wall. Uh, Milo gets the spear shot into yeah. him and he hits the wall. Looks up. Rocks crumble above him. That's and then it. instantly, that's all you're going to get of them. Also, what a messed up thing with Jinx. Like, that her continually her... haunted by the both. Yes, yes, that. And, like, just the whole PTSD type stuff happening with her. Like, she's mentally unstable, and oh. that's part of the reason. Uh, or if anything, and, that's, and the, that's what kicked it off. And treats her like it's perfect. Right. Like, he even calls her perfect so many times, despite hmm. this is, like, this isn't perfect behavior. This is something you should treat and address. Mm-hmm. But it, because he, it ultimately helps her be a weapon, right? still yeah. goes up perfectly she, okay with it. He wants her unhinged for when she needs to be. Because he's not uh, – I I called him uh, – I called Jinx his daughter earlier, but he's not a Air dad. Air quotes, yeah. Yeah, he's not, he's not really a dad. Ultimately, when he brought in Jinx – he brought her in as a weapon. Yep. I mean, the first time we see her, she's blowing people up and she's got a minigun. Mm-hmm. Like, very much just like, he's f***ed her up. Yes. Um, because she was in such a vulnerable state. Just manipulation and trauma. It's not fun. Uh, just for, like, what, an eight-year-old? Probably. Uh, maybe. At that time, and, yeah. and all she wanted to do was help, like... And then in the second act, all she wants... Oh, and then I love that all she wants to do is help. The big 
thing in that first act is just want or in this entire show is just wanting to help isn't enough. Yeah. Because everybody just wants to help. Jace just wants to help build a better future with Hextech. Uh, Victor just wants to, s- to help himself and others <laughs> save their lives um, through Hexcore technology. Um, <clears throat> uh, Counselor Medarda, mm-hmm. she wants what's best for Piltover. She wants to put it on the map, but every because of these drives, all of them failed. Jace in in his like intensity in trying to get what he wants for Hextech yeah. um, ultimately causes a lot of catastrophe. Like he does kill a kid because he wants to try to use Hextech to save the world. Vi wanted to protect Powder and ultimately Powder didn't. wanted to save everybody else mm-hmm. and then instead killed, killed them. them all except for Vi. But in her eyes mm. in her eyes killed them all. Yeah, right. She didn't yeah, know she didn't Vi know. was dead. She didn't know. Or Vi yeah. was alive. So yeah, it's in Well, until, you know, they saw each other. And, yeah, of course. But then she ran away. Uh, no, Vi got kidnapped by Echo. Right. But but like she ran away and because she was mad that Powder did it, she ran away to like an alleyway. Then uh Soko was like, oh, "Hey, that's Powder." What I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then Echo was like, "Don't do it. Don't go there." Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, it's not Echo there. It's uh, the sheriff uh, that takes her. Sheriff sure. Marcus. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Marcus, right, right. Marcus chloroforms her. Oh, man. God. Hey, um, does it smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> <laughs> Let me check. Uh. There, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of layers. And, and, you know, one thing I like is that not all the main characters are connected in a way. Yeah, they meet. Like, okay, the, the people from the Undercity, they all have their things, right? They're all overlapping each other, and the people from the upper city are all overlapping each other. And there's just some moments within in the middle of the show where they they don't overlap, but they're right here. You know, they're touching each other. Yeah, you know, well, Caitlin and Vi. Everybody uh, Vi ties and to each other by at least two to three characters. A, l- a little bit, yeah. There's still connections. Like like just how close Jace is to Vi before they even meet, just because of the connection with Caitlin. Right. Um, and then when they do meet. They're very much just the same person, mm-hmm. um, so it's already there. And then um, good chemistry, Echo being like just too far away from being to the council to where like he has this access. He meets Caitlin. Caitlin shows that like he can talk to the people mm-hmm. at the upper city, and then it gets taken away right at there where he's just he's just one connection away. I think that's a that's a theme of the show. Like you can be so close. It's it's like Icarus, right? You can be so close. Uh, to get reaching your goal, but there's always going to be something if you're not paying attention, if you're not careful, that will just take it all away in one fell swoop. Yeah, it reminds me with what I was talking about earlier. I mentioned yeah. Victor and Jace and their constant pursuit for high tech and how risky it is. Visual storytelling, we see this visually ev- almost every time they hang out to where they're always near ledges. Starts when Jace yeah. is about to kill himself and Victor says, uh, can I help you? Mm. And then stops him. Um, but then... They have a whole conversation just standing right there next to that ledge. The area they hang out with at the at the university where the water is flowing out, mm-hmm. that's a ledge. Um, Which Victor was going to jump, but... Yeah, when Victor's in the reactor after uh, it, uh, Jace is going off about uh, the all the corruption that he's starting to find. Mm-hmm. Um, uh He's uh, Victor is sitting right next to the ledge. He's holding onto the railing, and even when he starts having that fit, he coughs blood onto yeah. the rail and off into the whatever. Um, it's very much like they're always so. It's the visual storytelling of these two characters are at the edge. They're any moment now they can fall off, and then also with Victor uh, about to jump off the ledge at that well after killing um, Sky. Sky, yeah. and then. Uh, Jace saving his life again. Saying the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. 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 But also how they quickly move past it as like, this is just a part of what we do. Because um, they, they don't even address it too much. Right? They're just yeah. immediately back into like, man, we're both in some Are you fuck. standing there again? Yeah. Why? I'm depressed. Oh, okay. I killed somebody. Yeah, right? Oh, hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, they both w- got there after just killing somebody. <clears throat> yeah. Jace just killed the child. Uh, uh, Victor child. just killed Sky. Yeah. And the, they're just, well, I guess Victor didn't really kill Sky. It was an accident, but, like, it was because of him, you yeah. know, because of his 
I don't know. Arrogance? I don't know. That, that like, all of these, like, every scene is just so perfect, right? Like, this this scene where you have two people who just killed each other, one saving the other's life and them realizing we have to go back. We, we have do to better. We have to back up. Um, and I think Heimerdinger was right oh, for almost everything. Hi, what almost I love everything. About, what I love about Heimerdinger is that he is, and what I've seen a lot of people talk about with Heimerdinger, is he's the imperfect mentor. Mm. Where you like uh, the comparison I liked was when you have Gandalf, <laughs> you can't tell Gandalf he's wrong, right? Because he's the perfect mentor character. He's the, your guidance, but we don't have that with Heimerdinger. Heimerdinger is so against magic that it actually hurts Piltover. He doesn't want the development of Hextech, but when he when he eventually gets overruled, he sees what Hextech can do. Mm-hmm. But it also shows how much he's right when they keep pushing it and the Hex core turns It's, it's into moderation this thing. or something, you know? Like, you got to know your limits. Yeah. So, like, and then also, Heimerdinger was in charge of security for yeah. uh, all of Piltover. The, uh, the whole situation in the Undercity, that's Heimerdinger's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why J- Jace grills him with it at the start of their meeting where he eventually gets kicked out of the ca- – or where Heimerdinger gets kicked out of the council. Mm-hmm. Jace starts with, you're not even capable of taking care of your people and you're going to tell us how to take care of ours or take care of our s- sections. Right. Uh, so, like, very – Heimerdinger is very much this, like, good intentions, wants to guide people for the better – but because he's lived so long, he's also so set in some ways mm-hmm. that it ends up ruining him. Mm-hmm. Very much like Yoda. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, meant to do good, and no one questions his authority, even though his authority is not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's better to get rid of the old ways that he's clinging on to and uh, get with the times with the hex-, hex gates and all that. But that at the end of the day, it is magic that blows up the whole place. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, the and how tragic, news. man. That, they, that, like, Jinx jinxes everything at the end yeah, of the show. She kills, she kills the counselors right as they're voting to give Silco what he wanted yeah. the whole time. It was a unanimous vote. And she blew them up right as it happens. It's going to reverse. So when we get the season two that's already been announced, mm-hmm. do you think Jace is going to be like, oh, but we should still pursue peace after everything Medarda said, after uh, everything he realized that a counselor Medarda, the daughter, yeah. s- didn't get right with peace? He's. I feel like Jace is going to go guns a-blazing in this. I, or completely the opposite, where he's the only one trying not to go guns a blazing. Do you think um, it's gonna c- pick up where it left off season two? Do you think it's still gonna follow Jinx and Vi and stuff? Um, it's definitely gotta follow uh, Jace and the Council for sure, because mm-hmm. that's that is the world right there. But right. also, I don't know what the nation of Zaun undercity side of it's going to be like that part to me is so big. Silco's dead. Well, I guess, I guess my question really, um, do you still want the same setting, like the same characters in the same location and stuff? Okay. Interesting. There's there's still plenty more. I mean, the firelights, we barely got anything with them. They're the only thing in the undercity trying to make it right. Mm -hmm. Um, so what's their whole journey going to look like? Mm -hmm. Um, would you also what why why does Singe have Vance? Why does Singe have Vance? At the end of the show, there's a brief little shot. Singe is doing some science work and up in the corner hanging on the roof. Which one's Vance? Is uh, or Vander? Sorry, Vander. He has Vander. He has uh, what I believe is Vander because everybody's been saying it's Warwick. Um, and Warwick, there's a lot of lines in the oh, game. Oh, the werewolf. Yeah, he has a lot of lines in the game that kind of relate to Vi, um, and a few of the other characters in Piltover. Really? Where, like, uh, the one I saw was that he t- uh, Warwick tells Vi, who, to- who taught you how to punch like that? Uh, so for It me- says here, Warwick is a monster who hunts the gray alleys of Zaun. Uh, transformed by agonizing experiments, his body is infused with an intricate system of chambers and pumps, machinery, machinery filling his veins with alcohol alchemical rage same me too so like imagine if that's shimmer right right um because ultimately we saw what vander was uh when he had shimmer and the way he fought his hands where he's usually a punching type dude his hands were like claws and he was grabbing and almost like slicing people but more so hitting them but like it's very much like 
primal. He's also called the hound of hmm. the the hound of something. Um, so I've, I saw all that. I'm kind of like Vander's coming back as Warwick, maybe. Hmm. So how's that gonna play out? But also, should they bring back Vander? Right. Um, and so I, I'm really Undercity is gonna be chaos. And of course, the uh, the Piltover itself is like the main city is also going to be chaos just because right. they lost their entire council. But at the end, we already know Jace is Jace is going to survive. Jace is in charge of that shit now. Like literally, he, at the at the last meeting where they vote for the nation is on, he goes, "I don't give a shit what you all have to think. This is what we're going to do." Yeah. And then they are all like getting angry. They throw stuff, but then they vote with him anyway because like because he's ca- right. Because or like also, they, they want he won his their favor. Yeah, but also. They're nothing without him now. Right, yeah. Um, he can just take Hextech and go somewhere else. Yeah, And right. then what are they? So Jace is, Jace is in charge of Piltover now. Yeah. Him and Counselor Medarda. So, like, what's... Counselor also, Medarda is... He's laying down if, pipe. If they're, <laughs> if they're alive, though. Yeah, right. I, I, I doubt... I will only assume Jace and Medarda will live. I don't think Medarda's going to live. I think her story... It's a nuke. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> just first, is a nuke. First, it's a nuke. I yeah. don't even think Jace is going to survive. That's Second, fair. I think her story ended with visual storytelling. Okay. At the end... When she's, the that, first, she's technically she's the first, in the first one to get to hit, vote. right? And if you saw what she did before she votes, she looked at her ring, started playing with it, yeah. then took it off and put it on the table. Yeah. The Medarda ring. The, the ring of her mother who's telling her, you have to fight eventually. And yet she chooses peace, puts the ring down, votes for peace. Mm. She's What's done. The, her story's told. Her arc my is opinion, finished. My opinion, her arc's finished. Was, she did her part. Wasn't she, like, right at the window when the blast was coming yeah. in? So, yeah, I guess The, I guess the missile shined dead. off of her golden back stuff. Yeah. So. She wore that to bed. Weird. Maybe it's, like, a part of her? Hey, man. League of Legends world. You're, yeah, you're it right. really is League you're of right. Legends. You're right. My There's bad. like bat people walking around like nobody cares. True. True. Oh my gosh. But yeah, th- I mean, talk about the setting too. I talked about the Undercity, but really the entire setting. The yeah. way Shimmer changes the setting. Um, it's like the place that the story takes place. What are your thoughts on um, you know the relationship between Vi and uh, Jinx? Um, you know, like how it all played out and stuff. Yeah. Uh, actually, before I dive are into they, that, because you mentioned Vi, and I just want to bring this up really fast because I also love this. Yeah. Um, are, are one they, of I'm Vi's sorry. character flaws is in her combat. She oh. doesn't have a good guard. No. And yeah. it is it is portrayed <laughs> like in Rocky. basically every single fight that she has. Yeah. Uh, and uh, almost every interaction she has in terms of her fighting. Echo says, you still block with your face. Right. <laughs> um, when, when she gets knocked down by Savika for the last time, it looks like she's about to die. Vander shows up and he's like, you really got to work on your guard. And how does she win the fight? Her fist now can make a giant f***ing shield. So her flaw is yeah, gone. Yeah, of course. So, like, Cause it's magic. Because magic. But yeah, I, just lo- I also love like showing character flaws through combat is right. also something that I like. Uh, are they siblings in the game? Uh, Powder and Vi, or, or the Jinx and Vi? I yeah. don't know. Like I, I, I don't said, see I don't know anything much. in the in the descriptions about it. Yeah, I, I don't know much about the League lore. Right. Um, but I can't say I, I do. I, a lot of my friends hate on Jinx for being <laughs> the 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 crazy character done wrong, where essentially like she's crazy, but that's not how real crazy people are. Um, say what? That's not how real crazy people are. But at the same time, Hold my, on. my argument is like I don't think I don't think she's crazy. I think she's one dealing with trauma and irrational because yeah. of that trauma. Um, Hold on, um, let me pull up her description. I've, it I know it said something specific. Like she is a manic and impulsive criminal. She lives to wreak havoc without care for the consequences. That's her character. Yeah. So what are your do you what uh, my my whole I don't I think that's Jinx, exactly how crazy people <laughs> act. I think Jinx is great. Uh, even if it isn't perfect, crazy <laughs> people, right? It's still it's still like very good storytelling. Mm-hmm. First, the way the visual way that Milo haunts her and by association, Clagger, where every time she hears them, she yeah, hears voices. them. she's got schizophrenia. Yeah. Every time she hears them. She flips 
Like like she like in the in the little dining room meeting, mm-hmm. she shoots Milo in the face mm-hmm. after he says something that we don't get to see. And every time it happens, you see this, and then she goes, she flips out. It's, and like the visualization of all that, it's stuff, so cool. You know, like the so, scary monsters. It was uh, Milo Clagger, uh, Vance, Van, or Vander, or Vander. I keep yeah, Vance. Sorry, um, it's nice. I think. Um, Dude, I think they did Jinx really well with the whole PTSD and trauma thing because this is from when she was a kid not being tended at all to any of this type of stuff and just being told, yeah, yeah it, that's how you're supposed to live. And it it feels right. Like, even if it's not how it's real, crazy people really are, it feels right. It feels like what Jinx is supposed right. to be right now. She's, like, she's messed up. She was given a weapons very early. We don't mm-hmm. know how early. She's killed who knows how many people. Um, to expect this person to not to to not to think that the way she's acting is wrong mm-hmm. uh, to me isn't doesn't feel saying right. it is wrong. That's that's one thing. Like that's a no go because people act differently. No matter yeah. you know, you don't know. But what people. I love about Jinx is that ultimately, like, I love her dynamic with uh, Vi. Yeah, in the sense that like Vi, this entire time has wanted her sister back. That's been her whole thing. That's it. And then that ultimately serves to be the biggest flaw because what Jinx wants most is for Vi to want Jinx. Right. And that's what caused... Not powder. Not powder. Jinx. The and line that broke me was, I just wanted you to love me like you used to. Yeah. Or something. It's something like that, mm-hmm. right? And then if you, uh, if you get into uh, what could have been, um, and I'm going to take a moment to pull up the lyrics because the lyrics yeah. for what could have been dive into that. It's... Um, as he's doing that, I'm going to go into the main theme of the show, which I think they only hit on at the final episode. It's the questions of loyalty. Mm-hmm. Who will remain loyal to who? And I like that through the visual parallels between um, Silco and Vander and then the relationship between Jace and Victor because at, they're both sort of fraternal brother-like bonds, mm-hmm. but Vander chooses to leave Silco behind uh, to just be a better father figure to Vi and uh, Powder at that point. And that could have happened with Jace and Victor when Jace is becoming a politician out of, out of nowhere. Like, that speech scene where uh, Victor's in the back, I fully anticipated the show to be like, oh, it's happening again. That You're going to turn into another Silco and Vander situation with these two blokes. But then um, Jace comes back mm-hmm. to, to Victor like that scene where uh, Jace is laying down pipe to Mel, it's cutting between that and uh, Victor like torturing herself with the with the magic thingy, mm-hmm. and I fully anticipated this is the this is the breaking point. They're gonna be enemies now, but then they're not. Then uh, Jace goes back to Victor, which I did not expect at all, and I'm really glad that was that's how that happened. What I saw that like intercutting thing as. Um I saw it as them both um, losing sight of what really they're fighting for. Because mm. they're both fighting for Hextech and to reveli- make good for people's lives for Hextech. When they meet back up, they say, uh, we went in the pursuit of being great that we forgot about doing good. Um, because what does Vic- Victor do? Victor stops caring about si- helping others to focus on saving his own life. And then that causes science to go so horrible. He kills someone. With uh, with Jace, he as once they once him and Madarda get together, um, she starts guiding him towards taking control of the council. So his goal isn't even to help the people anymore; it's to gain power. Um, so they both lose sight of what they were originally after in the first place. I think that's what uh, that's my opinion. What that scene was. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. And to go back to that last scene with Jinx, uh, the first lines in what could have been, where it's "I am the monster you created. You ripped out all my parts. Mm-hmm. And worst of all, for me to live, I have to kill the part of me that saw that I needed you more." So this is Ouch. this is Jinx being like, uh, "You made this, mm-hmm. and for me to live, I have to kill this. Mm-hmm. But I'm this." Is her mentality so that that first verse in the song just really like shows like a nice little detail that I noticed with Powder when she was young, she was already a little bit mentally unstable because from from just one scene, 
It's uh, when um, everybody was trying to save Vander from Silco, and Vi told her to like, no, you got to stay here and stuff. And you know, she was crying and stuff. She was she was bawling her eyes out, but she was also like hitting herself. She's and that's hitting herself. She's throwing things. She's breaking. Yeah, her own she's inventions. having her own little mental breakdown, and that's that's. It's the start of it. Yeah. And then it goes down to all this and with what, Jinx. God. And what calms her and mm. makes her uh, feel better? Explosions. Explosives. <laughs> Death. Agony. Pain. And then when, we, when we first run into Jinx dealing with her problems, what is she doing? She's throwing grenades off a ledge. Yep. Like, oh, we found her method of coping. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a phenomenal show. Yeah. Um, and after after saying all of this, you haven't watched Arcane. You should have stopped like half an hour ago and go <laughs> watch it. But like, it's it's really, in my opinion, one of the best pieces of TV shows, but also just creative pieces mm. of all time. Because it very much follows the form of animation. Um, it, it follows the f- just the idea of visual storytelling mm-hmm. so well. This award, uh, it got or this award. This show got nominated for awards for the Annie Awards, animation focused award show. Um, it got nominated for I think either eight or nine different things, and it won all of them. Best, nice. It was like best writing, best animation. The Annie Awards, yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got they got like every single award they were nominated for, and uh, Golden Reel awards for sound editing. Yeah, the like this show took off in terms of critic feedback yeah. and awards which rightfully so it's so beautiful mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh to tell the audience um i didn't even make a game for today's just because i so obsessed about saying whatever i could about the show that yeah. i just dove into it and i wanted to have as much as i could um to did, just present did um, you get to say everything you wanted to say uh, i feel like it you feel like it <laughs> <laughs> uh, i've i've told people this when the show like first came out yeah. and i was obsessing over it uh, I was telling people, like, this show to me is the show that I can't shut up about. Like, mm-hmm. if you get me started on this show, I will tell you everything, whether you want to or not. <laughs> you have to be like, Patrick, stop talking about Arcane for me to stop. And even then, I might just keep going until you watch it. Patrick, stop. Okay. So the thing about Arcane is... <laughs> um, so what, since you don't play League, what even like drew you or made you watch the show in the first place? So this show came out at the same time as Cowboy Bebop. Came um, out at the same time? What? Uh, the Netflix Oh, okay. Show. Sorry. The the Netflix original live action. <laughs> yeah, this show didn't come out in 1984, bro. <laughs> I'm so glad this episode is releasing the week after Cowboy Bebop then. I'm so happy. Oh, right. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, so the thing is with, uh, like, Cowboy Bebop, I remember watching it, and I was like, I was just so unsatisfied. It was right, like, okay, yeah. it was like <laughs> two, it was like one in the morning, two in the morning, and I was like, I'm not going to go to sleep after this. Yeah. This sucked. Um, so I was looking for other shows to watch, and I saw Arcane, and I was like, I don't know. I don't really watch League. And I was looking at it, and I was like, Eh, I'll, I'll probably save it. Um, and then at a certain point, uh, Arcane and the Dota 2 show kept bo- right. popping up in my recommended over and over and over and over again. Blood of Zeus, like, right? Uh, not Blood of Zeus. Oh. Uh, the Dota 2 show is uh, Dragon's Blood. Okay. Or something like that. Um, and I remember I was like, fine, fine. I'm going to do it. And to pay respect <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a Valve fan... I went to the Dota 2 show. Okay. It sucked again. And I was Aww. like, oh my, it's, it doesn't suck. It's exactly what it needs to be for a fantasy or a high fantasy setting, but it's just too much mm. um, for me. Uh, so I was like, all right, well, I've, let me wa- let me at least do a due diligence and I'll watch Riot's one and then I'll leave it at that. And I watched the first episode and I was like, it was like four in the morning, three in the morning at this point. I watched the first episode and I was like, one more episode. <sighs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, at the time, there were only six episodes because they released it three at a time. Oh, really? They released it three episodes at a time weekly. Oh, that's cool. So first act, second act, third act. Cool. Uh, all in, within three weeks. Does this at all make you want to pick up League? Um, And, you know, try Jinx or Jace or No, Bi. because I've played League. Uh, oh, okay. I've played League before, and my whole thing with it is that, like, it's too... 
it's too much to learn mm. to be decent. Mm-hmm. And the, the problem, because I love Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike is not a game, I will say, it's too much to learn to be decent. I, I don't invite people to play Counter-Strike because I know it's not a fun experience until you're good. Um, so with League, I felt that same thing, and I was like, I, I'm not playing this game. Um, the show, though, it's, it's very much like you don't need to know anything going into it. It's, right. it's very much like you don't know anything about League? Perfect. Even better. Because mm-hmm. you get you get to see these characters for what we want you to see them in the show rather than you already knowing what these characters are going to be. Right. Um That's that's how you know, that's how I watched it and looking up, you know, the uh, the list of champions from League and me seeing, Oh, that's that's actually a character. Oh, that's actually a character. Oh, really? This person? Cool. Good to know. Yeah. You know? Uh, Joe, do you want to say anything about the show? I just really appreciate how they went with the... Uh, they chose not to do the ter- stereotypical thing of making Jace and Caitlyn a love interest. Right? Because right. they're, right. they're of different genders. <laughs> they're of the same <laughs> class. Most shows would go, oh... Mm-hmm. One's a politician, the other one's a cop. Right. And I'm really glad they went At the start of the story, with... one is 24 and the other's like 16. No? She's 16? Uh, Caitlin, at the start of the story, she's at like... The star- what? I know they were friends, but like, I'm she's really not- glad they went with the... They just chose not to do the stereotypical heterosexual... Yeah, but also, fan- Jace... Fan service. Er, not, uh, Vi and Caitlin's relationship that was, was awesome. very good. It's very really Romeo-Juliet-esque. Um, except uh, Vi doesn't have parents. Uh. So her, her <laughs> side of the Romeo-Juliet situation <laughs> is very much just like... Like she's the one pulling herself away. So like her th- her whole thing is like, hey, cupcake, just go back to your pretty house and forget about me, okay? Um, I like, would argue Vi's family is just the Undercity as a whole. Yeah, very much right? so. That's why uh, oil and water is her thing. Like that's why she doesn't want to be with Caitlyn because her whole thing is like, we're just different people. I have different interests because Caitlyn ultimately doesn't want to dive in and fight for the Undercity. Um, she has the opportunity when Vi's like, I'm going back to follow but yeah. she doesn't because she's got to stay home and also when she's thinking in the shower it's like very much she's in this most she's in a beautiful shower it is steaming hot it is luxury and she's staring at the floor just like this isn't her place mm-hmm. after after seeing everything in the undercity and then she goes back to the luxury that she has definitely destroyed her there but before we get to see anything of how that's going to change her she gets kidnapped so she gets got yeah. She gets yoinked. I, I do I do love that, like, you you very... Because I also, when I was first watching the show, I saw Caitlyn and Jace interacting in the, sec- the beginning of that second episode. I was like, oh, are these two love interests? Oh, they're going to bang. Uh, and then it, it, the show's immediately like, nah. Because <laughs> they, they, they're very clearly friends, and I love that. I'm glad that they kept it like that, because there's always that, like, uh, platonic relationship between two hets... And then they eventually end up together. Oh my God! Who would have known? Or it's like kind of there, you, but they're interested. Or they're like not fully interested. Right. I think that TV shows do, where they have to tease the romance so that you don't just meet, like you don't ruin the appeal of like eventually it'll happen. At you, Star versus Forces of Evil. Evil. <laughs> At yeah, you, right? any sitcom ever. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> Looking at you, Jerry. Anything else? No, that's all I have to say. Cool. It's pretty. Do you I have like anything it. about the show, Jared? I liked it. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's just I'm I have no knowledge of league, and I really wonder if you know how can or how exact is the storytelling in Arcane, you know, like how it matches with the lore in League. Uh, I kind of hope there's a part of me that hopes that it has nothing to do with it. It's just like a brand new thing, just taking these characters. Place, placing them in like a little mixing pot and just this is the story we came up with. Oh, okay, cool. But if there's like an actual like sequence, I guess, with these characters, if, if these characters are actually related, you know, Jinx and Vi, if they're actually sisters, that's cool, you know, whatever. Great. Um, does not make me want to play League. Oh, nothing will no. make me so want to play League. The only, the only thing, the only thing that's at all interesting about League that's not arcane is just like the 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 art the character arts yeah you know just because they uh, character art that's in League is great that's where all the money goes really <laughs> not the, not the actual game no no it's the art 
well, and I've, all the skin I've, arts. I've seen, uh, I, I saw, events. and I don't know how true this is because this was just a Twitch clip from a guy. Right. Uh, he was saying, he was talking to a Riot employee uh-huh. um, that worked on somebody's axe. And they're like, oh, awesome. You worked on the axe? They're like, yeah. They talked about the axe for a bit. He's like, okay, what else you worked on? And she's like, well, what do you mean? Because apparently that like it was like months to make the axe. So I don't know how true that is, so take it with a grain of salt. But if that's true, the Riot game, and what, from what I've heard about Riot Studios, is it's bit, I've heard it called the like uh, frat of game developers. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that's Activision Blizzard now. Hey-o! Hey-o! But it's, so the game is very... But what I love about the show... They didn't do the thing that like video games or movies or whatever do when they hop into a different platform. They're right. like, well, this is an experience for us to advertise our other thing. Think like Transformers as the toys advertising the show. Right. As much as we love Transformers, storytelling ain't on point. Nope. So, uh, like, Arcane uh, League had the option of, oh, let's make a TV show. And then they make another thing like the Dota 2 show where it is what it needs to be, mm-hmm. but it's nothing more. Um, but instead, they spent millions of dollars in six-ish years to make a show because they wanted to make something amazing. Right. And that I, I respect that a ton. As much as I don't care for the game, I respect Riot a ton after this because they made they knew what it took to make a good show, and they did it. Instead of putting the game into a show, they took the things that make the characters and put them into a show. Like, there's no lanes. For yeah. example, there's no jungles. In but ma- the place is called The Lanes. That's a good enough reference, and I'm <laughs> glad it ended there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I didn't even, you know, honestly, didn't even think about that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like when they first said, we need to uh, keep peace in the lanes or whatever. And I'm like, I see what you did there. I got it. Uh, I see what you did there. I got it. You said the thing. <laughs> well, if that's everything. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Razzle Dazzle. This is Patrick's third Birthday special episode. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Patrick. Patrick. Imagine you. Dragons would like to say happy birthday. Yeah. Please follow us on Instagram at Razzle Show. Uh, oh, and on Twitter at Razzle Show. <laughs> uh, sorry, I say at Twitter. Yeah, I'm you, sorry. You, you left that to me. <laughs> My bad. But also, vibe an enemy. Make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give us five stars, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. I try to wait for that beat. Yeah. I, I also like that it. Imagine Dragons is just hanging out in this world. <laughs> They're just there. Happy birthday yeah. to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Patrick. Happy birthday to you. Imagine Dragons.